lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I and welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that believes that FedEx and UPS should join forces and call themselves FedUps. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, how was, uh, how was your March break? Uh, good, sir. Good, sir. And, 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 and how, was, how was yours? Because, again, just like the Final Fantasy thing, you, you and I both kind of went on vacation at the same time in, in the same province, because both you and I were in the lovely province of Quebec last week, right? That's right. That's right. I was uh, I was barely in Quebec, uh, just across just across the river in Chelsea. Um, yeah, just visiting some family. It was it was uh, it was great. And yeah. uh, how about yourself? I, I I went to the lovely township of Montebello, and then I went to Montreal. Uh, Montebello, you go to see. I did the opposite of what people do in March break. Usually people, someone goes south, somewhere sunny. I went to a place that had more snow than it had in Toronto for, for winter activities. So, you know, it was good. It was good. I, I, we stayed at the, the, the Fairmount at Montebello, and I, I, I jokingly call it uh, Winterfell because mm-hmm. it's like built in the 1930s, has this really log look to it, and it has this signature pentagram like it must be about 70 feet high it's a it's a fire five-sided fireplace and that goes all the way to the top of the building and vents that way and the hotel was built around this giant fireplace and it's kind of like a snowflake so all the rooms still kind of surround so it becomes like a a meeting point it's quite nice and i was telling you uh one of the things that i I learned how we did just before the show was uh i I learned how to curl like i'll 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 put in air quotes learn because i didn't exactly become a pro but i I got onto uh the curling rink is that what they would call it and and gave the sport a try Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's uh that's a very very canadian thing for you to do i don't get it (laughs) <laughs> I've watched it on TV and I'm like, because curling was on all the time. And then you were saying how much curling is going on now. Ah, it's nonstop. Oh, nonstop. I just, I, just, I just don't get it, Curtis. I, I just don't get it. So uh, for the for folks that don't know, so curling is this, uh, I'm not going to call it a sport. It's a game. <laughs> Throwing these very heavy, and I think the, the, the stones, I think it's some form of granite, polished granite. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the idea is, you know, it's like almost like playing horseshoes, right? Someone closest to the spike. In this case, it's just rings. But the the interesting dynamic that they add to it is this specially treated ice because it's not like uh, ice that you would skate on with hockey skates. Like this skate has a texture to it. So it's it's bumpy. Yeah, it's pebbled. Like oh, is that what they call it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's why you can see, you know, you see guys like they're, you know, as, as they move down the sheet and they're sweeping, but, you know, they're wearing, they're just wearing shoes. I mean, I think they've got like maybe some, 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 some uh, traction on the bottom of their shoes. But yeah, you, you, there's, there's, I guess, enough, enough sort of uh, texture to the ice that you don't need, you know, you don't slide everywhere when you go down and yeah, like you, you, I was just wearing my Jordans and you can, you can slide, 
but you don't really have the sense that oh i'm gonna fall on my butt as much so mm-hmm. it, it's almost like uh sliding on not even it's even it's even safe it feels even safer the sliding on you know some ice that you'd see on the sidewalk but you see it and it's like oh okay uh yeah i don't get it curtis <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never played it before. Well, I've wa- I've watched a lot of it. Um, I, I think it requires a lot of alcohol. <laughs> a lot that's of generally, alcohol. I think that's generally how it's done at the uh, sort of at at the local the local level when you go to your local curling rink for a for a bond spiel. Yeah. Uh, yep. Generally, I think a lot of beer is consumed. These guys, I mean, like you know, back in the day when you used to have guys like uh, like uh, Eddie. Eddie Wernick and guys like that, like, you know, you know, literally sort of smoking in the hack and, uh, you know, just like throwing the rocks, like just, just, just look like, just look like the guy just, just repaired a TV and then, then made his way right to the rink and started throwing stones. Now, I mean, these, these guys are athletes, the people who curl now, like they're all like very, very good shape, like really sort of like, you know, like like very well well proportioned people. And, 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 <laughs> they're not they're not too top heavy. You were saying, no. uh, yeah, because you're right. It's it's about a lot about a lot of it is about consistency and and yeah, the sweeping is crazy intense. Uh, but I, I love your uh, your your picture that you put in my head about you know some some guy having a butt in his mouth and just about to throw the stone, like maybe takes a haul. And then and then blows smoke at the bottom of the stone before he throws it. Oh yeah, man! I, I, can totally, I, I, I don't think it was that uncommon. Like way back to see <laughs> and see somebody with like a dart hanging out of their mouth while they're like pushing the, st- the stone. And, and, and as they're pushing the stone, the, the butt's just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, just hanging out. You're getting ash all over the ice and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. So so from there we went on to Montreal, beautiful city. Uh, it sounded like they had a really rough time during the pandemic. Like Toronto had a rough time where you see a lot of storefronts disappear. But man, everywhere I was turning, Montreal was being rebuilt. It was just so much construction going there. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you I was, I went on the uh, a little bit of a walking tour of looking at the graffiti in Little Portugal. I, I, I know there's a proper name for the neighborhood, but I forgot. And just seeing pieces that were supposed to be, oh, walk and see this piece and they'll talk about it. And it's all the stuff's tagged. Yeah. Like, I think there was just a lot of angry, angry people, um, upset, bored, you you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in that neighborhood, I did go to that famous poutine uh, place, La Banque- Banquise. Okay. It's a 24-hour place. It's famous. It's touristy, but not i guess mm-hmm. because there were a lot of locals there oh, okay yep. so i it, but if you try to go to schwartz's which is in that same neighborhood it's just a lineup and it's like you know what it's it's a deli sandwich i'm i'm, I'm it's not gonna go crazy for it so i thought maybe i'll kill two birds with one stone so i got the uh smoke meat poutine at uh, la banquise except they take it to a whole new level other than like what poutinis would do here so mm-hmm. it was fries, cheese curds from Quebec, gravy, smoke meat, coleslaw, and diced dill pickles. Oh wow! So 
The coleslaw's a bit of a surprise. How does that? <laughs> well, you, you, you typically it's it's a side with your Montreal smoked meat sandwich, right? You yeah. know, coleslaw at a deli, so you're just basically just piling on the <laughs> deli the deli experience on top of the poutine. <laughs> usually, usually I like my coleslaw separate. From, 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 <laughs> trust from me, it was poutine. trust me, it was it was kind of weird. Like it, it, it totally felt like eating gum and nuts at the same time because I, I hit my fork. So I'm like thinking, should I? Eat the poutine separately and then get to the poutine. Uh, sorry, eat the coleslaw separately and then get to the poutine. Or should I be like, you know, when you hear these these fancy chefs, like, you know, I want you to have the, the, the full experience and grab a little bit of everything in a, in a single bite. Um, but you're right. That, that felt what weird. Did you do? What did you do? Oh, I tried. I, yeah, I did that. I got made sure I got a yeah. fry. I got a cheese curd and, you know, just stacked it and kind of went. Yeah, it looks like I just it, it, you know what it felt like? It felt like I was rushing lunch and I was just trying to <laughs> inhale everything at once. <laughs> and you get that, you know, mashed up feeling and once in a while, oh, there's coleslaw. Oh, there's the acidity from the pickle and sort of uh, like sort of like Friar Tuck from Rocket Robin Hood just oh, like yeah. indiscriminately shoving whatever is at hand in your mouth and totally. then throwing it over your shoulder. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd like to report came out of the vacation still COVID free. I did do a test when I when I got home. Um, but that would probably have been the the riskiest thing I did there because we were a restaurant, of course, and everyone's and it was pretty packed. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I, again, I, I we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, pretty, I got one yeah. one quick question for you, just yeah. to state my Montreal curiosity. Uh, did you go? Did you go to like the downtown sort of like? Uh, Rue Saint Catherine sort of area and that yep. kind of thing. Yep, yep, yep. Is is Dunkin' Donuts still a thing there? Do they still have a presence? I didn't see it. No, they did not. I think oh. I think now the the hipsters took over. So there's a lot more like those super fancy donut places where they're making it on site and they're they're super fluffy and they put like a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I did go to the one of those places. Because that was the only place in Canada. I mean, maybe there's other ones, but that I've ever seen Dunkin' Donuts was in Montreal. And I had a few of them right downtown. So when I would go down there, because I always, for whatever reason, have been partial to Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I don't know why. It's brave man. Brave man. It's not bad. (laughs) And I used to like, that's one of the things I look forward to going to Montreal. It's like, you know. I'm going to go in and enjoy the architecture. I'm going to have a nice dinner. And then the next day I'm going to go to Dunkin' Donuts. No, that, that's, 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 that's really interesting that you mentioned that. No, I, in fact, I find it the opposite. Unlike Toronto, I think Montrealers, they, they, they love their food culture and they don't tolerate bad food there. I don't think I saw many, let's just call it like quote unquote fast food or those larger chains of of restaurants so i never saw like a kelsey's outback like those types i did see a keg i did not see a popeyes or a wendy's i did some mcdonald's or of course and saw tim hortons but really everywhere i was like on st catherine and anywhere else i you don't really see that you know where the recognizable brand pops up even on St. Catherine Street, you'd think. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, I just was wondering why they seem to be there. Like, I was just wondering if it was, like, when Montreal was, like, the city in Canada 
that like Duncan decided that that's where they were going to make their push, and then they just stopped there. Hmm. Didn't didn't put any franchises anywhere else. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, one thing one thing on Rue Saint Catherine uh, that I I did hit uh, that's more on brand to the show. I went into Three Kings uh, gaming and collectible store on Saint Catherine Street. Okay, Curtis, man, some of the retro gaming stuff that they had there was pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. This one guy was convinced that he should sell this to me, but he said, this will save your Xbox 360 from the ring of death. And it was actually like a cooling unit, like a cooling stand that you would place your Xbox in. Man, where was, where was, where was he 15 years ago when I needed him? (laughs) Yep. Uh, They had the, I think it was a Donkey Kong game, the, the bongos. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember so that game, they had, yeah. They, and they had a whole slew, like a wall of Sega Genesis games for sale. And I was just like, oh my God, who's buying this? Uh, you, you'd, you'd love this. They actually had like in, in, in television games, like for I sale. Still, I still have a working in television. Well, you might want to check out <laughs> them for, for, this, for, uh, for the gear there. Yeah, you know, Montreal, it, it's, it's a big city. I, it's, it would just be like visiting Toronto if you only had four days. Like how much can I eat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much can i see in one shot so we basically just you know called it a to be continued visit some other time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh okay we got a big show ish going along one thing that we want to talk about uh immediately is you know after two and two years things seem to be slowly coming back to normal i know we've said this before but this is probably the biggest lift which was the mask mandate. So in Ontario, it is no longer required to wear masks in an indoor setting unless the venue requires you to, unless uh, I think public transit and like long-term care hospital, like where it probably should be, um, still requires one. How are you feeling about it so far, Chris? After what, it's been what half a week of it on? Like what's your take on it so far? The very first day uh, that... that uh the mandate was lifted is when we were coming back from Quebec. So we stopped uh, on the way home in, in an en route. They're horrible, talking, aren't they? Yeah. You're talking about, uh, talking about fine dining. You know, this is, doesn't get much better than the en route. Uh, you know, I, I will admit I love A&W. So I did, I, I, I enjoy, <laughs> enjoyed at least having a teen burger, but yeah, they are kind of horrible places, but um, uh, yeah, I would say probably, Every single person who was working there <clears throat> was still wearing a mask. And the majority of the patrons were still wearing a mask. And some people weren't. And, you know, that's totally, totally fine. I'd, I didn't see any, like, anybody, like, getting in anybody else's business, whether they were or weren't wearing them. You know, like, everyone mm-hmm. just kind of did their thing. And then the next day, because I had the day off, I was doing some errands and I went into the home hardware. And, and I would say, like, Almost all of the staff and most of the people who were in there were wearing it. And then I went to uh, to 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 a local bar. It was the afternoon, so it wasn't very busy, and no one was wearing them. Like none of the patrons and none of the the staff. But one thing, and I was telling you before, is that that I you know I, I wore the mask of the home hardware. Afterwards, I went to the grocery store. I wore my mask in there, just because most most other people were, and and I kind of don't mind a slow rollout personally for not wearing masks. But I did enjoy not having to wear a mask for the 10 feet between the doorway 
of the bar and the actual bar itself like i used to have to like just the pointless you know the pointless like five steps with a mask so that was good i was glad to be rid of that yeah it's kind of funny because it just shows you how really that was like a silent majority of people saying oh let's get rid of masks and blah blah it's fine lifted and guess what happens I had my same. I had the same experience. Everyone's still wearing their mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to Loblaws, and I was debating whether or not to put the mask on or not. And I just kind of went, "Yeah, I'll I'll wear it," and then I'll scope it out. Mm-hmm. I was there was probably only three people in 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 Loblaws that were shopping that did not have a mask on. Everyone else was still masked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean. I'm going to the Raptors game tomorrow night, so we'll see what that's like. But like, I just all all I ask is is for for people not to get in other people's faces about their decision, right? Like, like if you don't want to wear one, great. If you want us to wear one, great. Like that's I think that's how we have to approach it and let people decide for themselves how quickly they want to start getting into the in in you know weaning themselves off of masks and stuff like that if you want to do it right away great and i I think like that's kind of what needs to happen is people just need to be cool with other people yeah i i i I think about it like when restaurants opened back up for in seating dining it was just kind of like getting used to just being in a restaurant with other people again and having my mask off Mm -hmm. like that first time that you do it, it it felt weird so i think it's you we're gonna have to kind of ease our way back into not wearing one but like you said you like the the restaurant one i think we talked about in the last episode the restaurant one yeah that one's just ridiculous it was just like well i i'm why do i put on bathroom and squat my way maybe i can avoid covid that way yeah yeah it was just it's just like if you're willing to go into the into the restaurant then you know you should be fine not wear, not you know not having to wear a mask at all because you, you know you, yeah. yeah covid covid isn't just in the bathroom covid isn't just in the vestibule you know? yeah like, <laughs> now did you i didn't did you go out for st patrick's day at all like i just, well i wasn't in the city so i didn't get a sense of what st patrick's day was like here i can tell you about what it was like in montreal but uh, any sense I did no. I was I wasn't here. I didn't okay, see okay. what it was like. No. So in Montreal, it was St. Patrick's Day, and the Habs were playing. So there was like this combination of things happening. I'm sure I didn't. I didn't participate, but there was quite a few people on the streets going in. There was lineups going into certain bars. You know where there was a lineup going into, and I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. Is the Peel Pub. Remember that? Oh wow! They still have one, or probably is the OG one, right? On Peel yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that go, going like in uh, Carlton, like going on a Ravens RS trip to Montreal and <laughs> drinking for <laughs> drinking for next to no money at the Peel. Well, that, that's that's what you get for recycling beer and, yep. and and didn't they didn't all of them? It was kind of like a funny. It was almost like a badge of honor that all of them would always 
get charged with serving underage, right? Is that a trend? That oh they see yeah, that? the Toronto one. The Toronto one. Uh, you know, uh, rest in peace, Toronto Peel Pub. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, it, it definitely. I remember going in there. When yeah. I, think, I think I was with you when we went in one time before a wrestling show, and remember they had they had uh, the 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 menu was on the paper placemats, and they had stapled stapled them. So that it didn't show any of the alcohol because they weren't allowed to serve any because of because uh, yeah. they lost their liquor license. <laughs> you can still get like a two two dollar and fifty cent bowl of spaghetti or whatever. <laughs> so I think we did that. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, I forgot about the food there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, check that off the checklist of visiting places in Montreal. Uh, with. Um, with the further lifting, so we'll have to see what you, your call about the Raptors game. Now, you've been to a Raptors game, but it's going to be different because, well, so yeah, have you made a call, like, like personal call, or are you going to make it a game time decision whether or not to bring or wear the mask at I'm, all? I think I'm going to wear it. Um, you know, uh, for the first couple that I go to, I think I'm going to wear it, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so I've been to them before, and they were capacity sort of crowds, but... Uh, that's back when you had the vaccine passports and now, you know, there's no vaccine passport, which, you know, given, given how Omicron spreads is probably the right move. Like, I don't, I don't think that that's, you know, going to be as helpful as it was Mm. um, with previous variants Uh, and, and no masks, but to be quite frank, the no masks is going to be no different. Because nobody ever wore them. I, I remember going to one game and there was like this young guy sitting uh, next to me and he just got like absolutely hammered, like spent, spent like, like, like beers that are not cheap as you yeah. all know. So spent definitely more than what he paid for his ticket on, <laughs> on alcohol. Like, and then just, and then, and then just like left at the end of the game without, a, without his mask and his mask. And it was like an Under Armour mask. It was like kind of an expensive looking mask. And it was just on the ground. Like mm. he just, he just walked out of the, out of the Scotiabank arena without his mask. So it's like, that's how, that's how, how much they were enforcing it back then. So it'll be no real difference. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I think, I think you're right. Uh, well, one, one thing of the lifting or with, uh, something that we talked to here in Ontario, I uh, I got my uh, DOFO refund for my sticker for my car already. Oh, you did, eh? Yeah. Us, us, us suckers who walk everywhere don't get we don't we don't get anything. Uh, yeah. So, thank you, DOFO. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if whether or not uh, I, sh- I should really hold on to the check in case they want it back, which probably is it. <laughs> And he's looking for his a new well not he's not looking for a new job but he wants to keep his job election time is coming around but if anyone is looking for a new job a rooftop squad here has a lovely application that you can fill out uh, it's been a while since we've done a, a, a fun job application here Curtis so rooftop squad which we have have determined that it's a website that's just kind of like focusing on men's skincare and like men's grooming men's grooming it's got some beard care stuff yeah i I don't see any ads and i don't see them selling anything so i don't know how they can afford to do this but larry larry tell tell us a bit about what what uh what what their job is here so you can now get paid 
by Rooftop Squad $12,000 to grow a mullet. So this is a position, and I assume it's like a marketing position of some kind or marketing experiment. So the the, the first paragraph reads, the last few years have, haven't brought the best things our way. However, the return of the mullet may be the exception. Whether you're alive in the 80s or not, we've heard and seen the classic mullet. And whether you like them or not, none of us can disagree that they are a show-stopping look. So apparently they, they talked about mullet discrimination around the globe. And yeah. this is a way of fighting it, I guess. So it is a job. They call it the mullet master. And uh, let me let me read off the requirements, Curtis. See how many checkboxes you check immediately. Okay. The successful candidate must shave their head and then grow a mullet throughout the 12-month contract period. When the hair is long enough, RooftopSquad.com will arrange an appointment for the mullet haircut uh, with a specialist hairdresser arranging convenient time with the successful candidate. So I guess they'll actually do like a cutting if you want. Mm-hmm. Provide bi-weekly growth check-ins so we can be reported back on the website with images on how the mullet is coming along. Share a monthly blog post on their website, providing engaging content for people who have or consider growing a mullet. Blogs must be detailed, the experience of growing and then having a mullet, sharing readers how to maintain it and grooming recommendations, and more importantly, how people react to the hairstyle and whether they have encountered any mullet discrimination of any form. I would love to do it. And I think I would be good at writing the reports. I would, I would, I would, I would really, really, I think, dig into that, especially the sort of, uh, the, the social, um, (laughs) reaction aspect. I, I would love to do it. Unfortunately, I do not have, uh, the the ability to do it yeah so due to my male pattern baldness yeah i i i don't think i being chinese i don't think i can grow a really good mullet because i think my hair is too straight like i think you really kind of need a bit of that curl and thickness to it that yeah if you want to get one of those real sort of like real sort of like 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 hamilton downtown hamilton circa 1984 yeah you know cops coliseum mullets so I don't think any of us can uh, could successfully be the mullet master, Curtis. But here are the job perks. $12,000 month, monthly pay at 1000 bucks a month. Not bad for one article yeah. and some photos. Yeah. Flexible working hours. Yeah. <laughs> we will give you the successful candidate a $5,000 bonus if they wish to keep the hairstyle for foreseeable future, as we hope to encourage more people to be brave and bold when it comes to grooming. So th- that's, that's decent perks. Who can apply? Candidates must be 18 and over. The role is open for people of all genders worldwide. I think I had a teacher at, at school that had a, a pretty solid mullet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think back. Candidates must be fluent in English and have good writing skills. My cousin Steve can grow can grow a mean. I've seen him grow a mean mullet before. Well, does he want an extra twelve grand? Probably. <laughs> well, it could be seventeen. No, it doesn't want could be could could be could be seventeen, right? And yeah, yeah, that's right. If if you're willing to uh, t- 
to, to keep it. And like, you know, like there are, there are, there are, uh, you know, certain people who, who could really take advantage. Like if you live in say, um, Sarnia, right. Mm. Like you could, you, you could grow that mullet and, and you know, that extra $5,000, that's nothing. Cause you were probably going to grow that mullet anyway. So I wonder, I'm very curious about the origins of the mullet. Like, is it the, is it the idea that you want that long flowing hair, but you don't want it in your face? Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Right? Like, that's the only reason, like, why would you want to even, even conceive of doing that? Like, I can understand the skullet more than I can understand the mullet because the skullet is just a bald man trying to grow hair. Right. Paul Heyman, (laughs) Tim Mitchell, you know. Famous skeletons, yeah. But the mullet is is somebody who who can who can obviously grow hair, like you know, grow, probably grow a fairly lustrous mane. And it, yeah, why it, why would you want it to be like that? It's very intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, like it takes the, it takes it takes some it takes yeah it t- it takes like some crafting to get to get that business at the front, party in the back, just right. You know, yeah. So I, I guess you you like heavily condition the back and then you don't do anything to the front and just kind of let it, you know. Well, you could feather it. You know, you could feather. I've, <laughs> I've seen the mullets. I've seen the mullets where they feather the sides, you know, and stuff like that. And that's short. Um, sort of like sort of like sort of like sort of like an uh, an Andrew McCarthy, James Spader, pretty in pink sort of top, and then like <laughs> <laughs> and then like a long flowing mane. In the back, so the preppy mullet. Yeah, uh, driving in their little uh, convertible, yeah. rich, bo- rich boy, poor little rich boy car. Yeah, maybe wearing a pink polo shirt, you know. Oh, and the, and the sweater vest that's and tied. A sweater vest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if and if eighties movies have uh, taught us anything, but uh, those guys are evil. Stay away from them. Yeah, Andrew McCarthy wasn't evil. But James Spader was, has been evil in everything he's been in, I think. <laughs> Isn't he the voice of Ultron? Uh, you're right, I think, yeah. yeah. So, I Good mean, call. the ultimate evil. James yeah. Spader, man. If, if, if you see him coming your way, cross the street. With his sweater vest. With his sweater tied, vest. Tied around his, his neck. hair. Yeah. Bad news. Uh, one one segment that uh, you and I were both talking about trying to see if we had some legs, but I thought we'd do something fun because you usually do a musical segment. And I thought, you know what? We always talk about songs that we grew up and we love listening to. So I have this new segment and I'll start it off this week called Old Guys Listening to New Music. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. you and I, Curtis, going where we can to find what are the kids listening to today. So I'm going to go off first. So she is ranked fourth on Spotify in terms of most streams on a monthly basis. Almost 70 million people listen to her on a monthly basis hitting her. And that's Dua Lipa. Mm -hmm. Now I listened to her album first, you know, here's the old guy. Me first, I like totally gave up when I read her album uh, name and the album name is future nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Genius. It's, you know, those opposites that shouldn't go together, Curtis. It's like well, gum and nuts. In the future, maybe it will be nostalgia. Or maybe people will just com- forget about it completely. Or is, or is, or is nostalgia being future? I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, you know, aside from that, and, and it's a huge album. Like, people that don't know who Dua Lipa is, like, 
you got to crawl underneath, crawl out of the rock that we were in because I was like, I, I don't know who she was. I liked it. You know, it's 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 super catchy. It's you know, it's poppy and it's dance. But she she's English. I think she's Albanian, but she speaks the Queen's English and she also sings with the Queen's English. So I can hear every single word that she when she sings, she enunciates everything very well. So that helps. And she's not mumbly and her lyrics are, you know, they're catchy and but their music is is equally catchy. She does this uh, a little duet, which is kind of funny. I uh, collab, I guess, not really a duet with Elton John. Right. Mm hmm. It's actually an Elton John song, and then she sings the chorus, which includes lyrics from uh, Rocket Man. So, but it's it's this weird trend of these old guys trying to find relevant young people to do collaborations with. So that's one Elton John and Dua Lipa, and then the one I told you about, which was Coldplay and BTS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, do I recommend it? Uh, you know what? I thought this segment would be me kind of uh, slamming, the, you know, music from today's world. I, I I don't mind it, you know, for poppy, you know, throw it in the car and I'm bopping along, looking really age inappropriate. Listen to Philippa. <laughs> sure, you know, her her one big her super big song, uh, "Don't Start Now," is like totally catchy. Like hmm. totally, I think you you when when I brought up the segment, you you had heard that song before, right? Or did you only hear the Elton John song? I think I've only heard the Elton John song. You know what? I've probably heard it like in the supermarket or something. And <laughs> <laughs> when I when I used to go to the to the gym before I got like even lazier, yeah, um, I, I was a little bit more. I, I would have heard it then for sure. Like I, I that that's how I you know first heard. Um, shake it off shake it off would be a, in in you know in the good life and uh you know had i not been in the gym i never would have heard shake it off i love shake it off it's a great song yeah you um, know again another song that's super catchy and oh i, I get the hook it's hooking yeah. me in yeah yeah go check it out uh i can see why it's popular how's that yeah. old guy says i i see why it's popular <laughs> It's 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 got the Larry Wu steal of approval. I don't hate this. I yeah. It, it uh, to, in fact, I think that should be our rating system <laughs> for old guys listening to new music. Dua Lipa's, uh, even though I hate the album name cover, Future Nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I don't hate this. <laughs> so next episode, well, Curtis, you're gonna have to dig someone up. I mean, you mentioned BTS, but I just feel that's too easy. We'll, we'll find something for you. Okay, on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. Elon, getting into uh, some interesting news here. So this headline is an interesting one. Uh, this is kind of related to the Ukrainian war. Elon Musk gives the world a crash course on how to troll and control Vladimir Putin. Back on March 14th, Elon tweeted, I hereby challenge Vladimir Putin, and he did it in Russian letters, to single combat. Stakes are Ukraine. So he wants to go one-on-one -on -one with Putin, a la Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Two Tribes uh, mm -hmm. musical video, where I guess if Elon wins, 
he, uh, Putin walks away. Sounds like a good idea to challenge uh, <laughs> to, to, to challenge Putin to 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 single combat. Yeah, <laughs> it would save who is who is ex KGB. <laughs> so the man already knows how to kill people with his bare hands or with weird implements. And he's quite proficient in Taekwondo and Judo from what we kind of did a quick research on. Right. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he knows how to fight. Um, and here's the other thing too. Like I, I appreciate what, he, what like the message from Elon Musk, but if I was Ukrainian, would I want Elon, would I want the, the, the fate of my nation riding on Elon Musk winning a winning a fight? Like I don't know, I don't know if I would. You don't speak for me, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, and you know, Elon may be the richest man in the world, but is he the most dangerous man? Like y- you and I and the old wrestling crew all agreed back in the early two thousands that if aliens were to invade Earth and challenged, you know, asked us to bring someone to represent the planet Earth. In a mm-hmm. in a single combat, you know, we'd all we all said Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Elon Musk is Brock Lesnar of today. No, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Uh, you know, he's not even Ken Shamrock. He was the he was <laughs> he was the most dangerous man. The major, most dangerous man. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the uh, sharpest tool in the shed, Shamrock, but you are the most dangerous. Okay, so f- on the record, Curtis. Who do you have, Elon or Vladimir? Wow, well, I don't know. I don't no know wep- no weapons in a steel cage. Maybe we'll put some sand on the ground like the Frankie Goes to Hollywood fight. Yeah, I, re- I remember in the Frankie Goes to Hollywood video, there was a lot of crotch grabbing and stuff too. So I don't know what kind of rules. We'll say no holds barred. We'll, no we'll holds say no barred. Holds barred. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll allow fish hooking and uh, a small joint manipulation. Yeah, small joint manipulation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, as much as I don't, don't, don't like the man, I think like, like, in in that scenario that you've just outlined, like Putin would win. Like, like I think I think Elon Musk would would have to would have to be able to declare a champion to fight in his stead. <laughs> Otherwise. I don't, I don't see it working out well for him. Yeah, or, or if it's going to be a no holds barred street fight, he would. It would be like the. It would be more like the end of uh, Dark Knight Returns. Like Elon would show up in that mechanized Batman suit All right. to fight Superman. Yeah, like I think it and plugged into the city <laughs> electrical grid to power it. That's true. That's true. It is. Right, like, it it so, is no holds barred. He could use some of his tech. He could use some of his technology. Oh God. To, yeah. Please. You know, do, does anyone know what his boring company is doing? Like, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Curtis, flex your musical knowledge and also your political knowledge. In Frank Goes to Hollywood's video, Two Tribes, mm-hmm. who are the two combatants? It's Reagan and Gorbachev, isn't it? Is that your final answer? I haven't seen it. In, I don't think I've seen it since I. So think about it. This is, this is early early eighties politics, Curtis. I think it's Reagan and Gorbachev. Oh, I don't. I don't have my. Fa- I don't have a fail horn for you, Curtis, because usually you're right about these things. No, that is incorrect. Ronald Reagan is fighting uh, Chem- Chemenko. Oh wow. 
Yeah, I guess it would be too early for Gorbachev, wouldn't it? That's 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 right. Yeah. And yes, there was some crotch grabbing and oh yeah, ear, I remember ear all biting. That, I remember all some, that stuff. Some, some ear biting. <laughs> yeah, there uh, was yeah, there was like all kinds. It was a crazy video, but I only saw I, it, I loved it when I was a kid. I, I loved it when I was a kid, and and it, it had a great commentary, just like as we were saying about this about this war, right? Like. Because during the '80s, it was what nuclear, like nuclear threat, was just kind of over us all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was like, here's a commentary of let's just get these two bozos in a ring and have it out instead of having a nuclear war, right? Yes. So, but you're right. I don't think Ukraine would want Elon to represent them. No, I mean, I mean the the. Uh... <laughs> The mayor of Kiev is uh, is is one of the Klitschko brothers. Kind yeah, of that's right. Yeah. Like, he'd he'd be a better him. representative. Yeah. Talk about small joint manipulation. It would just be like, oh, <laughs> can I and he gets to wear a gi as well? And, <laughs> all right. Moving on to the next headline. This one is less about the headline, but really about the video, because this video went viral before the story became interesting. Uh, but the headline reads, of course, it starts off the video, video of distraught naked man's crime spree spread, shared widely following Saturday incident in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. So I will post this link to the uh, YouTube video in the description of our episode just so that people can watch it. But Wow. So much happens in this video, and you have to watch it. It's about four minutes long. You have to watch it from beginning to end. And there's a bit more that is not on the video footage. So this is video footage of basically uh, some security camera, home security camera footage. So it's just kind of stationary camera. But wow, does it tell a story, Curtis? There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot. There's a lot that happens in in a very short amount of time. Oh God! If you think, oh, what can happen in 20 minutes? Oh my God! So it starts off. The video starts off with two cars speeding, or rather, one car looks like it's cutting off another car. They both crash in front of the more or less right in the field of view of the first security camera video. A uh, minivan and a Volkswagen mini, like an SUV of some kind. Uh, the minivan driver comes out and he's a bit dazed about what's going on. And then the door of the white Volkswagen opens and out comes this naked man mm-hmm. with a towel. Is it a towel or maybe yeah. a blanket? Towel? I, this is a bit of a deep dive, but if you guys uh, ever watched Kids in the Hall and remember Paul Bellini, he's got that same... <laughs> The same sort of look as Paul Bellini. Curtis, that cut was so deep. I might be, I might, you might have to call 911. I may be bleeding uh, profusely at this point. That's a deep (laughs) cut, son. Uh, Okay. So he's basically got this blanket and the, the, should we just call him Bellini? Yeah. Because the the, the name's not, so. We don't have a name for him yet. Yeah. He has no name for the article. So, so Bellini starts walking down the sidewalk and he walks to past two people like, you know, this is a suburban neighborhood. People are walking their dogs and doing stuff. And all of a sudden, like almost instantaneously, uh, ambulance and the fire trucks show up. There's not really a chase, but there's like a confrontation of some kind. 
And you're also wondering, geez, they really showed up very quickly, but there's more to the story. So he gets back into the car and tries to drive away. But I guess some Samaritans kind of block him in at the end of the the uh, the street. I think they try to enter his car, try to get him out of the car. And next thing you know, the video captures this naked man or naked Bellini sprinting down the street and then tries to what looks like he's trying to break into the ambulance. So he's yeah. back in the field of view of like mm-hmm. what's fantastic is how this camera picked up all of this. And then he realizes he can't get into the ambulance and he decides to have this leisurely stroll yeah. around the block. Uh, so, And then he comes back. Uh, you see a good Samaritan trying to offer a blanket to him. He takes it. But I think he senses some danger because the ambulance guys are they're trying to de-escalate. So he runs into the home or near the home that the security camera footage is capturing from. And he tries to go into the garage, realizes that the garage isn't getting him to where he wants to go. And he makes a dash for the front door. You hear this kerfuffle. Two or three firemen run after him. The homeowner runs in after him. You hear some weird, you hear some screaming. And next thing you know, the next frame is two firemen, like basically throwing Bellini onto the snow. By the way, he's still naked. I don't know if he has a towel. I don't think he has a towel. No, and they they they, 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 they they take they fully naked takes in it. So filling in the gaps, apparently he ran into the home and he I think he punched the homeowner. So the wife of like I guess the couple and it punched the wife and then then the the fire guys come and get him and uh and apparently so just to plug why he was naked, we still don't know why he was naked, but apparently six minutes before the video. A man was so that's why the authorities knew something was going on. So they were made aware of a man who went into this plaza, into a pub or a restaurant, and I guess caused some property damage, and then got into a car as a passenger. So in that six-minute period of time, he lost his driver and lost his clothes. Possibly got into another car. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. I, I really wanted to find a follow up article to sort of explain some more, but uh, there didn't seem to be one. There was there was amazingly enough an article. Uh, it was a city TV article about it, and and it mentioned all the stuff that happened, and not once did it mention that he was naked. <laughs> like I think that's a pretty big part of the story. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think that's the that's the otherwise it's it just sounds like a crazy man on meth, but the fact that he's just you know like Bellini naked, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was uh, it was something else. I had not seen that video until until today when you when you showed it to me, and I was like, wow, that is crazy. <laughs> like a lot but, happens, well, but I can't believe I can't believe that 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 those people had their house unlocked. That's what I thought too, but I guess you're in a you know Cambridge suburbia. Why would you lock? A lot of people do that. You you know remember that was a thing, right? Why you know people don't lock their doors. When but I was a I, kid, we never did, but you know here, like I, I always do now. Like, yeah, um, it's it's you're you're right. You know, even more so when naked guys in meth running amok. Yeah, I definitely. If I heard sirens and saw ambulances outside, I'd probably consider locking it. But yeah. Here's a uh, story from our fans in in the States. 
Uh, Ted Cruz roasted after asking, oh, I can't pronounce her name, uh, Katanji Brown or Jackson if she believes babies are racist. So this is the hearing for uh, an open spot on the Supreme Court and uh, Katanji or Ms. Jackson would be the first black uh, female judge to be um, on the Supreme Court since its inception. I think so. It's probably over 200 years in, in this body. So it's quite, it's a big deal. But of course, uh, American politics are American politics. So Ted brought out this book and this printed plaque uh, from from the actual story. And, and the, the book is the anti-racist, uh, what is the book called again? The... Uh, anti-racist baby the anti-racist baby so apparently she sat on uh an education board that okayed this book so i guess they're trying to nail her for something or whatever but it's it's the images are incredible like the book it's it's a kid's book and it's a kid's book about effectively just don't be racist (laughs) and so ted's like Ted's like, oh, so you believe babies are are inherently racist? And it's like, you know, Ted, did you not read the kids' book? That's not. <laughs> and there is one that that hits it hits close to home to me because I it's happened to me when I was young, because I guess there's a a, a passage or a scene in the book where tell the what was it maybe it was another book that they had that she was at, but there was a there was a scenario where it's kind of the reverse scenario. It was like the a black kid telling the white kid to go back where you came from. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone who is of color or non non Caucasian who lives in the Western world is I definitely have had that comment thrown at them. Mm-hmm. But they were all, but they they were just like, oh, so you you're you're okay with them making this comment? And it's like, if you read the whole thing, you'd get it, right? Like this is what happens, mm-hmm. and this is kind of like a reversal role play scenario, but. Oh, Ted. Ted, I mean, these guys are not interested in the context, right? They're only interested in uh, furthering their 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 culture war, right? Like, so all all he's trying to do, all he's trying to do, is get people outraged. Oh yeah, and and I I I've never actually heard this term before that they quote in the article, uh, critical race theory. So I guess that's the latest wedge issue in the culture war in the states, right? Yeah, critical race. You'll you'll hear it. You'll hear it all the time on like Fox News and stuff. Critical race theory, or politicians, or Republican politicians saying mm. talking about critical race theory and critical race theory. Like I, I don't think generally is even really taught in. You know what I mean? In 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 like it's kind of like an advanced sort of academic concept from from what I understand and not really something that is meant for like grade schools to begin with. But they'll just say like they'll they'll just they'll just say, oh yeah, you know, they're teaching critical critical race theory and then and then and then they'll get, you know, I uh, they'll show like scenes from like a, a PTA meeting and all these all these parents will be scared that there there's critical race theory being taught in their in their uh in their schools and, 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 you know, like white, white kids are going to be taught to hate themselves and all this just, you know, the usual crap that, you know, is, is, is 
pretty far from the truth. But, you know, you can't you can never go broke just, you know, playing the outrage merchant to people who 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 aren't educated on something and just say, oh, yeah, they're going to they're going to teach you to hate to hate your race and all this kind of stuff. Yep. So, of course, Twitter being Twitter responding to the Ted tweet. This is from at Rex Hubkey. In response to Ted Cruz's tirade about the children's book, Anti-Racist Baby, I am penning a new children's book entitled Not-So-Subtly-Racist Man Baby. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it gets, after a while, just wears you down when you just see what political discourse has been reduced to. You know, it's just, there's no, you know, how, how can you hope to debate actual issues when this is this is the kind of stuff that you're pulling right like just this this faux outrage this culture war bullshit like mm. it's just it's it, it's very disheartening well you know the war on christmas curtis yeah the war on where were you when the war where on christmas broke out yeah yeah it's all it's all just it's all just just uh it's very very frustrating you, you you tell that to the family who lost their home in uh, in Ukraine about the war on Christmas and and stuff like this, and you're just like, they'll just be like, I don't understand you people. Yeah, I mean these these days, and it seems, and and I know that it's kind of exacerbated by the media, but it seems sometimes seems sometimes like like the the slightest slightest inconvenience or becomes becomes an assault on your freedom. And then you look at what's happening in Ukraine, and 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 you just you you just want people to sort of try to put put things into into a broader context and realize that you know this the, these arguments about critical race theory or you know even abortion or anything like that it's just like it, it pales in comparison to what's happening in the rest of the world. You know, every day, you know, like Ukraine is is sort of like the most prevalent example. But like, there's there's wars all the time, right? Like every day, people are dying from from fighting and wars and stuff. And I don't know. I know this sounds kind of you know trite and stuff like that, but it's just it just is frustrating. It's just it's just. I mean, you ha- you have to have it really good if this is if this is the thing that you're going to be upset about is somebody wrote a book called unracist baby and and that's actually grounds to not <laughs> confirm somebody for the supreme court it just larry i just boggles my mind i just can't <laughs> i can't deal with i can't deal with humanity sometimes okay well one way of escaping humanity is through video games so we'll we'll just kind of close off the show with uh, a little chat about video games so to give you your first thoughts on hugely popular, hugely popular Elden Ring, which I am following Deadmouse uh, playing through the game. He's been posting screenshots or photos from his phone as he's going through his some of his frustrations of the games and some of his victories. But yeah, he's um, much farther than I am. Um, I'm, I still haven't got past like the first major, major boss. Um, that's not to say that I haven't put in like quite a few hours into it because it is that big of a game. Like it's, it's a crazy big game. Um, and, uh, and, and so, uh, it's from software. So, 
Uh, the same guys who did the Souls games, mm-hmm. Blood, uh, Bloodborne. So if you know those games, you know they're 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 very they're challenging. They don't uh, there, there's there, there's very little margin for error in them. Uh, a lot of trial and error. Um, you know the the big hallmark of those games is you're expected to die and then sort of learn from from your death and 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 use that to progress. But where this game is different is it's a big sort of open world and there's a lot of exploration and a lot of cool stuff that you can so even though I'm getting getting my ass handed to me on the regular when I try to fight the, the big the boss that I need to get past. I've not really I don't really care that much because there's because because I've said like well I need to go and 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 level up and I've found so much cool stuff. Like so many like cool little caves and dungeons and they'll have like sort of sub bosses in them and then they'll always give you something uh worthwhile and uh and there's there's not a ton of of other ca- of people you meet in the so far in the in the world there are there are some mm-hmm. but you do get the lore in and it's uh George R R Martin created created the world and you get the lore in in like snippets and and bits and pieces and stuff and it's pretty cool and uh it looks it looks great and it's just uh and and like you know you get you you get you get a mount very early on so you can so you know you can ride around and and explore things and and as tough as like the combat can be like like anything else you just you just sort of get a feel for it eventually you get better at it and you get a real sense of accomplishment when you start to you know, be able to, to like win fights more easily and, you know, slowly but surely get stuff and improve your, you know, improve what you have. And it just, it looks, it looks great. It's, it's fun to explore. I'm really looking forward though to killing that boss because I want to see what's kind of beyond him. But (laughs) so, so here's a, here's a question. As you were saying, the game's huge, Mm -hmm. like character development and, and, and the tech tree, is it also equally huge? Because, I would I would think it would have to be because if you're spending so much time now, you don't want to max out your character not even halfway through the game. Like, how does character progression work in the game? So character progression, uh, where so you you select a base class, um, and uh, I I selected the the wretch, which start starts at level one with no with only a club and no armor. I don't know why I did that, <laughs> but I, I've survived and 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 got my character up to a decent level or whatever. And you you collect runes, which is like the currency, and you can spend runes to level up your character. So you don't you don't get you don't level up necessarily by by fighting and getting experience points. You sort of pay to sort of like uh, pay these runes to level up your stats, and you can level them up kind of in any way you want. But uh, if you choose, if you don't do what I did and you choose an actual starter class it'll it'll have like it'll it'll have like certain stats will already be fleshed out a little bit mm. um but you can kind of do whatever right like um I'm 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 doing I'm putting a lot of stock into sort of like survivability so a lot in this like stamina and and hit points and strength and dexterity so I can use like good melee weapons and a shield but you know you can do um you can you can do spells for you know you can be a spell slinger you can be like a ranged sort of bandit type or you can combine it 
combine it all. But I think like um, it's gear. Gear uh, makes a big difference in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, like raw stats are helpful, sure uh, for sure. But like, yeah, you want to get you want to get the good the good gear. Mm. So that that that's that must be the way that they're kind of allowing you to progress, knowing how big the game and how long the game is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have the only way to get weapons or gear that is comparable to where you are in the game you have to actually be there like you're not going to find you're going to find i guess balanced equipment for where you are and there's certain ways you can kind of change like when you get a weapon it will have a uh each weapon has a special ability uh but you can get these uh these things called ashes of war and that will let you sort of tailor your special so yes it you can sort of change the special abilities to, depending on your uh, play style and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's 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 different sort of sort of like it's not kind of like the Diablo two sort of tree that you and I know really well, right? Where you mm. put points into certain things. It's kind of like it's kind of a mix of like raw stats plus gear plus like making some you know some adjustments and and uh, some tweaks to your gear really. I think you're seeing a lot more of that in games in general about not dictating this is how you need to get to beat this boss or beat the game. You have to have all the same equal goals. Like there are ways that you can be creative to, like you said, match your play style, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Versus uh, games of old where, oh, you need to hit this level. You need to hit this level of this technology tree or whatever in order to finish the game it's like well i don't want to play with that i'd rather go in this direction with my character but it it sounds like they're they're leaning towards more of that where you know you want to be try to play and finish the game this way sure by all means you don't have to have this archetype to finish it right yeah and and the other thing you need is skill like a little bit more than <laughs> you know you know you know there's some games if you get like the right gear you can just say oh you like just button mash roll. right yeah just button mash like you can't really do that in this game does does rng play a huge role in in combat or not really uh i don't i don't think it 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 does as much okay. like it's a lot of um you know like it's a it's it's a lot of dodging you know you know what i mean like it's not they're not if 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 you're up against a guy and he swings at you if you don't get out of the way he's gonna hit you there's no you know you know what i mean like there's no sort of like dodge chance or like like passive dodge or anything like that like it's all sort of um it's all i think that's better yeah i think that's i think that's better because so many times you're sitting there going you're you're stalemating with the boss then you're like I'm doing everything right, and it just comes down to RNG. Yeah, and no, like- I think I think this game relies quite a bit more on, on skill than than RNG. I, I think that's why I'm so bad at it. Uh, <laughs> well, how many hours are you in? <laughs> uh, I'm 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 probably about t- twenty hours in, and twenty and, hours in, and you're not even at the first sub boss. That's incredible. I know, I know. I've just been I've just been farting around, and t- I found I found this whole underground well thing that I haven't even tried to explore yet i'm just like i don't i haven't even i don't even um, have time to any, do this. any any multiplayer component to the game the there is multiplayer so um 
the 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 multiplayer that you'll see the most comes in the form of of messages like you can leave uh other players messages sometimes they're they're really helpful most of the time they're not <laughs> they're just kind of they're kind oh of, so is it the same system as uh death death stranding probably sim- similar i think it's in all where, the souls games too like yeah where where you're just walking and someone posts the message on the tree yeah yeah so yeah this will just be a message on the ground or whatever or the other thing you can do is is you can look at a blood stain and it'll show you how someone died it'll have like a little like like a little animation of their guy and then oh show them like little that, echo. you know a little, little echo little yeah echo? Oh, yeah cool. but there is also full-on some full-on multiplayer stuff you can you can go into other players games uh you can get like invited into other players games or invite players in your games but if you do that then um if you don't do that this doesn't happen but if you if you decide to do that then uh i can invade your game and you know and 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 kill you and get like you know get i don't know if i get some of you i i've never had it happen to me so i don't know what happens like what you get out of killing somebody in their game but you probably get something pretty sweet Hmm. okay well you wait for someone who's just like, I'm done with this game. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so at this for, at this 20 hours in, Curtis, you, it sounds like you're going to give this a, a recommend. I, I really I really like it. I'm looking forward to playing it some more. It's not even frustrating that I can't beat the, bo- the boss yet. I know I will eventually. Um, just because it's just fun. It's just it's just such an ambitious game. And it just looks great. And it's it's a fun world to just check out you're always finding cool stuff Mm. um you know and sometimes you do find other sometimes you do find other characters and you know you'll you'll have chance and chance encounters and you know that not everybody's out to kill you in this game there are some friendly faces but uh um yeah it's uh it's 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 pretty neat it's it's really really well done and kind of a bit creepy in the you know that sort of that sort of like gothic medieval type of way but uh yeah it's neat okay i i've seen pictures of the game and 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 videos of the game it looks fantastic Mm -hmm. and to close off the episode what doesn't look fantastic and it just it just shakes my head uh i saw earlier photos because it's becoming a big thing right people are talking about the metaverse right facebook has changed their meta and they're looking at virtual virtual real estate right that's the next thing curtis yes yeah gotta buy and then when you look at the graphics coming out of that or even the interpretations of what you could potentially buy and i'm like what is this like i've seen minecraft environments looking way better than this. it looks horrible we're we're in the age of people spending money on 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 dumb virtual shit between like i would i would rather go and hang out in the world of elden ring <laughs> And, yeah. and look at a tree with leaves then to look at like you have to see a curse i wish I, I should have sent it to you before the episode so that you can see like the metaverse version of zuckerberg and then this person giving a tour of their real estate home that they've built and it it oh god like i'm trying to i'm trying to think of a game like i i'm even going deep in the archives like it's not even like it's not even Altered Beast. It reminds me of like the very first <laughs> Virtua Fighter. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very blocky, very, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, 
so people who are trying to invest in the metaverse, you clearly don't play video games because this would just be like, oh my God, like, what is this? Like, why would I want to hang out here? I would rather go and hang out at Night City mm-hmm. in glitchy Cyberpunk 2077, which I was this close buying it for the PS5, Curtis. I, I want to go back. I, 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 it's one of those things where I want to like the game. <laughs> And I think I, I I was liking the game up to the point where it started getting glitchy for me, and I hope yeah. they fix the driving because I I want to return to Night City. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when I played it last time, it was after that mega patch. You, you know that patch with where the patch oh yeah the, what, the forty like pages story novel. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and it was a lot better. I mean, it was still it still needed a bit of love, but it was like much much better. Um, and yeah. we've patched it since, and I haven't got the PS5 upgrade yet. But I, I, I'd like to get back into that. It's such a good. There, there was there was a lot of good stuff in that game. Like it's just too good, I think, to to give up on. Oh, it'd be silly. Like when when even glitchy or not, when you try to wrap your head around how big Night City is and how much detail they put into it, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Yeah, maybe they should go and teach uh, the metaverse guys how to build a level <laughs> build a level that doesn't look like something out of altered beast meets virtual fighter meets doom 2 you know like you could go a long way just if you if you if you want to like go go basic on the graphics or whatever before you know i i've, I've also been playing this game called triangle strategy for the switch and it's got like a, it's Square Enix, and it's got like those sprites, like like Final Fantasy VI style sprites, mm-hmm. but then also like these, but but like these sort of like, uh, I guess I call it like two point five D, like not quite three D, but sort of like these environments, and it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Like if you yeah. can't if you can't do if you can't do um, you know top of the line <laughs> graphics yet don't go don't go for altered beast go for something like <laughs> go for something like that uh, listen i you know i i get the virtual environments i i i went uh, during this is during the pandemic yeah it was during the pandemic i attended the uh the dead mouse steve aoki mm-hmm. concert in mm-hmm. Fortnite. Mm-hmm, yeah you know, I got dressed up in whatever skin that is available on our account. Sure, I didn't have a VR headset on, but that's fine. I, I was, I felt, still felt it was immersive that I was in a concert. It sounded really good, so that's why I find it really confusing when I saw those images and went, "You realize that virtual environments are already here? Yeah, like very, sophist- very, very sophisticated ones. Yeah, like." Uh, Seeing that, Curtis, I would rather go and like even look at like the Pokemon game or even even the the the, the early Zelda game <laughs> for for Switch, yeah, or Animal Crossing. Like I'll live in Animal Crossing world rather than uh, Zuckerberg's metaverse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no excuse really for, especially for like the amount of the amount of resources that they have for it to look yeah. to look shoddy. But yeah. Don't get it. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we'll 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 I'll send you the video and you can we'll do a video game review of Zuckerberg's uh, <laughs> metaverse and maybe we'll do we'll go on a, a, a 
a virtual tour of someone's home and see how much Bitcoin uh, that space in in the metaverse is going to cost us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it will. Maybe it will come with the ability to bid on some NFTs. Maybe opportunity. Maybe I can hang my NFTs in my virtual home. Oh, could you imagine? Gotta flex my NFT prowess. <laughs> That'd be so great. How 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 close are you? After, if if you're if you're spending like a bunch of money. And on a virtual uh, living space with NFTs that you can hang on the wall, how how far are you from just the Matrix? From just from just living in a being a battery to to to, to some machines and living living a virtual life, like it's Not, a step in that direction. Real life. Well, it, uh, Ready Player One talked about that, right? People were jacking in because life outside yeah. it was really bad yeah yeah inception right yeah. there was that sect where they were always dreaming because yeah. you know life is just better that way so yeah you just find find a way to just just sort of like keep keep your keep your your brain alive and then <laughs> live in live, live in this totally manufactured uh that, that with with crappy graphics that's that's just it like if i if i'm gonna put my brain in a jar and just like live in a you know you gotta you gotta step up the graphics like i'm sure that's what zuckerberg that's his end game i'm convinced is for everybody to just put their brain in a jar and live in his universe but he's got it <laughs> and i'll do it but just make your graphics better first yeah exactly come yeah. on I, I altered beast all right uh thank you for listening to curtis and i uh you can catch curtis and i weekly on spotify and apple Podcasts and google podcast on all the platforms i believe you can actually give us a rating now and leave a comment helps people find us any last words curtis um oh wow i think i think this episode has been so complete and i even got a little rant in there that I don't think I have I don't think I have anything left to say. That's 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 okay. That's okay. I, I just I just want to know when you buy your first virtual uh space in the metaverse, Curtis, uh what 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 color are you gonna paint the it, or what's the first piece of furniture you're gonna buy and what room what color are you gonna paint the room? Um well I've always kind of liked a nice taupe. And ah, they I say taupe is soothing. Taupe is soothing, and I would get like a like 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 a maybe a leather sectional like a nice sort of couch that would go right in the corner gray leather mm-hmm. sectional in the taupe room you know if that that, yeah. that that that's 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 the uh the 50 year old man in me talking yeah i come on curtis this is the metaverse you can be whoever you want I'm, i totally want v's apartment in that crappy complex <laughs> where the people are boxing in the in the main floor, and people are boxing in the main floor, and and he's got that, and he's got his gun room, yeah, or is is a crafting room, I guess. That's- yeah, crafting room, and that really kind of uncomfortable looking bed. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, I don't need creature comforts. It's my virtual place. It doesn't have to be comfortable. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. That's why I'm working from home.